rather have anything. I'd rather have Jesus, amen? We ought to have that attitude. Reality, that's the way it is. If you'll turn your Bible to Jude chapter 20, actually not 20, chapter 20, you're going, wait a minute. Uh, Jude 20, verse 20. Jude's got only, is is just one chapter. Jude. And so here, Jude 20, we see here, But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And uh, of some having uh, have compassion, making a difference, and others saved with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garments spotted by the flesh. And so let's pray. Lord Jesus, Lord, I thank you, God, for uh, your word. I thank you, God, for, uh, Lord God, for uh, our, our faith and, Lord, what we have in, in, in life, Lord God, and how with that faith we, we have you, Jesus. We just pray that as we put our faith in you, that uh, you would do a work in our hearts and our lives that only you can do. And I pray that we would just uh, bless, you would just bless this time in your word tonight. And thank you, God, for your word and, and our time together. And we pray for your blessing upon it. In Jesus' name, amen. And so uh, we see the uh, we see tonight. We're I'm going to talk about a little bit about faith. Uh, you know, faith is important. You know, we're uh, you know pastors. We we've heard that verse, and our pastors just recently used it. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And we need to have faith. And the pastor this morning talked about not having, or a lot of people dropping off on the reading of the Bible. You know, a big percentage of uh, people dropping off, not reading their Bibles, and uh, that's a very that's a very uh, that's a very staggering, un, uh, that's a very uh, a terrible thing to happen, really, in, in the time that we really need people to be plugged into the Bible. We need politicians, we need uh, leaders, we need uh, a variety of people that are plugged into the Bible, plugged in as Christians. They know Christ is their Savior and they're living for Him. And, uh, you know, the, it has been said that either this book will keep you from sin or sin will keep you from this book. And so a lot of times in, in our lives, we could uh, look at our lives and go, wow, there's, uh, uh, it seems like uh, I'm confessing more sin and, and there's more sin and more things to deal with. And maybe it could be that you're not spending enough time in God's word. And so we think about how the important things that we get from the Bible and, and it's a faith building book. And we see that it is very profitable and it's for us as we get into it. And I appreciate the fact that our pastor talks about the Bible. He talks about the King James Bible, the importance of the King James Bible, and the uh, and where it came from, and all that. And what a wonderful uh, miracle of a Bible we have in our hands. A lot of us we have. You know, we're so blessed here in America. Uh, blessed to have many of many Christians have several Bibles sitting around. And hopefully your Bible that you use, hopefully your Bible you use doesn't collect dust on it. Hopefully you don't have to get it off every every week, once a week or once a month and blow the dust off. You know, of course, you know, it may not take a whole week. It may take a day. The way the wind blows out here, so the, the dust comes along and, and, and you might think, well, I better start reading it faster so dust can get on it. Uh, but anyways, uh, it's a very important book and we need to get into it. Uh, there's a story of an uh, there is a story told of an old man who was wandering in the desert looking for water, and he approached an old shack, and on the porch area he found a water pump. Next to the water pump, he saw a gallon of water or a gallon jug. A note on the jug said, "Use all the water to prime the pump." The man's instinct was uh, said to drink the water and not trust the pump. 
Nevertheless, he poured the water into the pump and began pumping. And finally, the, an abundance of cool water came to the top. And we think about how, you know, you need to prime the pump. You need to, you know, uh, with God, you need to, you know, have faith to believe. Trust him. Trust his word. Look, look at his word and follow his word. In the Bible, the word faith is used two ways. A set of beliefs are expression of... Uh, a set of beliefs are expression of confidence in the word or the, or the beliefs. The Bible is a well of spiritual water. And uh, sometimes when you haven't had full water for a while, sometimes it's the only thing that can, like I say, taste so good. It can only thing that's going to satisfy. Amen? And there's times, and it should be any time, really the Bible is what's going to satisfy you. And... Uh, but we think about, well, but we must be in a place of confidence in God's word if our faith is, will truly work. A confidence in God's word. I know it will work. And we're going to follow it. The book of Jude is written in general epistle to the early church to warn them about the apostasy that was coming into the early church. There were false teachings about Christ already creeping into the church. So Jude exhorts them to earnestly contend for the faith there in verse 3. And... Uh, Actually, let's go ahead and read, read that. Go back to verse 3. Beloved, when I gave you diligence to, or gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. And uh, certainly I think of the fact that there are times when people need to sharpen up. They need to wake up. They need to smell roses. They need to, you know, that's why many of us, we have coffee in the morning. We want to be our best for work and things like that. we got to wake up and take things seriously. And we have the shake out of it, let's say. And uh, sometimes we need to take things seriously. I think the pastor was talking about the fact that we're, had, earlier he was talking about how the fact that we, we may not have much time left. Uh, to reach people with the glorious gospel. Sometimes we got to grab ourselves and shake ourselves about and say, hey, wake up. And we see the word of God, and, and it, it tells us uh, that we're, we don't have, when we look at the Bible, we look around, we, we know we don't have much time. And there's people out there dying and going to a uh, devil's hell. And it isn't going to be because the gospel wasn't available. It, wa it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't put out there. It doesn't do us much good if we're not going to do something with the glorious gospel that God's given us. And uh, so... We need to give all diligence. We think about the diligence, and it's a wake-up call. We see the word of, word of God has a wake-up call for all of us. And uh, sometimes we need to wake up, and we need to and do what we're supposed to do. And when we follow and do what God wants us to do, God brings about the enablement, and he brings about the blessings, and, uh, and, and things start happening. We follow his word. And we think about how, uh, we think about how important today it is. There's people that are... Uh, there's people today that need to hear uh, about Jesus. Jude admonishes them in verse 20 to build their lives on the faith. And verse 20 there, he says, uh, But ye, beloved, building up your, uh, yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So he's th we, we think about the building up of ourselves in the faith. We need to build. We need to go somewhere with it. Amen? Uh, many of us, we might go, we might be looking at, at the daunting job of building something. I've been on some job sites, and I'm going, wow, this is a big project. There's a lot of things going on. That's, there's some big earth movers. There's a lot of uh, big dump trucks, and this is a big-time operation, and there's a lot of work that needs to happen. And for some of those people that, are, that looked at that before it all started, it was a daunting task. It starts one thing after the other. Everything has to come together, and there are people that have to orchestrate all that. 
and uh, keep everything straight. You can't have people running at each other, and there has to be, you, you drive on the right side of the road, and everybody's driving on the right side of the road. Everybody's looking out for each other. Everybody's wearing the right gear, and uh, it, takes, it takes diligence. It takes moving forward. It takes a vision. In Proverbs, it talks about people without a vision perish. Today, we see that the importance of uh, having a vision as a church, as a people, having a vision. And uh, you think about how we need to build our, our, our faith. So that could be a daunting task, though, looking at the, all that we need to do, but we need to trust God. And we need to be asking him, what's my first step, God? Well, you, he's, the, he's, he's the contractor. He's the guy that's in charge. He's the one that we're, we're, we're going to build our lives in the way he wants us to build our lives. And so we're looking to him. And so uh, what an incredible thing that is. So their confidence or their foundation was to be placed in the doctrine of God's word. And today we want to learn how to develop this faith in our hearts by building on the truth of the Bible. How, does, how do Christians develop a life of great faith? We think about how by the declaration of God's word, and we see there in verse 20, uh, once again, be there, uh, but ye, beloved, building up yourselves on the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So we understand that we need to be building, we need to be going in the right direction. We need to use, by the way, we need to use good product, amen? There's nothing like getting two by fours and they're all crooked and they're all like, you know, what happened here? You know, you get that, that building starts going up and it's crooked. And we, we, we understand that the foundation, it's got to be straight. Everybody's looking at the measurements. Everybody's looking at the level. Everybody's making sure everything's where it's supposed to be. Everybody's got to be on the job, amen? Everybody's, got, everybody's head has to be in the, uh, on the job. Everybody's eyes are on what needs to be done, and everybody's uh, looking for accuracy here. But if you don't have accuracy, as that building goes up, you're going, oh, man, we, we did something wrong. <laughs> Tower of Pisa there in France, you know, France or wherever that is, uh, that, that leaning tower of Pisa, whatever, uh, somebody did something wrong, amen? <laughs> I don't know. if I, I, That was a long time ago when that was built, but I would hate to have my name on that if it, uh, knowing that I was, I constructed that thing, you know, and uh, that's a big tower and all. But we think about how our lives are important, that we build them up in the right way, our faith. We go, go in the direction God wants us to go. And uh, we see that, number A, the, the word of God produces faith. We talked about it a little bit earlier here, uh, Romans 10, 17. So faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so uh, it's a very important thing to understand and have faith on the word of God in the word of God. Uh, we, we understand that we hold in our hands the very infallible word of God. It is profitable for a lot of different things. We understand, and the word of God, as we look to uh, some of these verses that are in there, uh, it builds us and gives us confidence in the Bible that it is not of man. It is a, totally of God. And it has a wonderful purpose. If we follow that purpose, it enriches our lives. We think about, we as Christians, we need to be uh, enriched with God's word. Now, 1 Peter 1.23 says this, 1 Peter 1.23 says, Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. And so we understand that it, is, uh, it isn't man's idea, it is God, and he uh, explains to us how to be saved. And uh, This is established on God's word, okay? The world and the devil are trying to destroy it left and right, but they're not able to. And we understand that we, we have an infallible book. We have a book like no other. And we have an incredible, not just a piece of literature. There's no book like it. It is a wonderful book. It's the Bible. And we think about how important it is as we look to it for salvation, as we look to it as we follow Christ, and we think about the fact that once we've been saved, we follow Christ and getting baptized. 
not, it doesn't get us to heaven. We understand according to the Bible, but it does. It's the first step of obedience, and it enriches us, and it lets God know that, hey, I mean business. I mean, I mean business, God. I believe that you died on the cross, but also you were buried in the tomb, and you rose again the third day, and I'm expressing that to everybody else. And so it's a wonderful time for you to follow the Lord in, in, in baptism there, believer's baptism. We think about how uh, the Word of God propagates faith. There are 32,000 promises in the Bible. It's an amazing thing. It's an amazing book with promises. And uh, many of us, we need to latch on to some of those promises. We need to take those promises. We think about how, once again, starting off with the promise of salvation, the promise of, of God saving us if we call upon him. And, and it continues on as we continue to hold his hand and walk with him. And we continue to stand on the promises that God has for us. And so we think about a man, his name was Abraham. We think about Abraham was a man of faith. Amen? We understand that Romans 4.20, the Bible talks about the fact here in Romans 4.20. says, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. By doing what he was supposed to do was follow God and having strong, it doesn't say he had faith, it says he had strong faith. We as Christians, we need to have strong faith. Well, that was Abraham, I'm just me. But no, we all need to have strong faith. And so we understand here uh, that Abraham, uh, he staggered not at the promise of God. He didn't stagger at all. He, he latched onto it. He grabbed onto it. And, uh, he, and, and he walked with, with God, and he had a relationship with God. And he, he, didn't, uh, he, did not, he did not stagger on the promises of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. What's it going to do? It's going to give glory to God. And we understand that's what needs to happen. We need to do things that would give glory to God. And we're, we're walking and we're seeing the victories in our lives. And yeah, for the glory of God. People getting saved in their services uh, and things are happening in our church. People are getting baptized and people are, are, are listening to God's word and they're following his word in our church and in our families and in our, in our neighborhood, in our valley, in our state, in our world. And they're following God. Glory to God. Great things are happening. Those are wonderful things. We think about how, here's a quote, sorry, our sorrow looks back, worry looks forward, faith looks up. Faith looks up. We think about the fact that we need to be looking up. And uh, we must hear also, we also hear, we, we must hear the word. Hear the word. In 1 Corinthians 2, 4 through 5, 1 Corinthians 2, 4 through 5 says, And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration, demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. And so when we do things according to God's will, according to his word, word in faith, we understand that we, we allow God to do some things. We allow God to do something. Now I can do something. Now you've allowed me to do something. It's not in your wisdom. You may have thought, and we've we got to be careful with this because a lot of times today we'll mix, uh, we'll mix somehow, we'll mix faith. The devil gets us to mix that faith with our own wisdom. Well, that sounds pretty good. I think I've put that in here. It's almost like a witch's brew. It's like, you know, we're all like, you know, it sounds pretty good, and we're going to put that in there. Well, you know, if that's man's wisdom, we need to get that out of there. Use God's wisdom. And so we need to be careful with that, but we need to, we need to uh, have God's wisdom. And, uh, the, but the wisdom of man, I'm telling you, 
it's, it can be very deceitful. The devil puts it in, 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 in the population, and he puts this wisdom that's out there. And it may sound good. It may sound great, but it's not of God. How does it match up? How do we know whether it's the wisdom of man? If it doesn't match up to God's word, here it is right here. I mean, God has given us the ability of the tester right here. We've got the tester. We've got, we can just plug it in and find out. And we understand that uh, it'll show us uh, whether it's of God or whether it's of man. We think about how you know, uh, sound preaching leads to strong faith. Sound preaching leads to strong faith. It's good to be plugged into a church where you're going to hear some strong preaching. And we see, note, our, our hope of salvation or spiritual growth cannot stand in the wisdom of men. It must stand in the power of God. And so we must, we must read the word also. 2 Timothy 2.15, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the tr- word of truth. And so we study the word of God. We as Christians, we need to understand it's an important thing for us to study. I appreciate the fact we have a discipleship program. We have that, and that's just a, a program for you. But what I'm telling you, I'm encouraging you that if you've been in the discipleship program, it doesn't just stop there. You continue to study God's word. You start making notes. It'll change your life if you take some of the notes that pastor has given you and that you get, and you take them home, or perhaps you take some notes, and you go over them during the week. And that'll be a blessing for you. That will tremendously be a blessing for you because that'll ha- you give that opportunity to work. It'll work in your life. And the Holy Spirit's along with you there, and he's going to point out some things, and he's going to show you some things, and you'll get a lot out of that. But if we don't do anything with it, it's just kind of lost. Some people, you'd ask them, what, do you, what did preacher preach about last Sunday? Oh, I, don't, I think it was, uh, I, you know, I don't know. And see, we're, we're all guilty of that sometimes. But if we take it along with us, we start chewing on it, meditating on God's word, and he may, have, he may have said something that's profound. Pastor may have said something that's profound in his preaching, and it's time for us to write that down and say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to meditate on that verse. I'm going to take that verse with me. I'm going to meditate on that because I believe God has spoken to my heart about that verse, and there's something about that. I'm going to meditate on that and see what God does. And see, the problem today is we're so, we're, 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 we need to be connected with, to God spiritually. We need to be connected with God in a way that God can do something in our lives. But we're so connected to the world. We're so connected to this phone right here. I don't know about you, but I, I, get, I, I'm, I use the phone way too much. I've got all kinds of different things, and I'm always looking for this or that. Or, you know, of course, I use it for work and things like that and whatever. But we're, it just seems like uh, uh, we're so connected to a phone, yet we're not connected to God's word. Right. I don't know if that bothers you, but that bothers me. Amen. And so I don't want, I, I want to be, I don't want more of God in my life. I don't want more of the, the technology or the more of the world in my life. I want more of God in my life. Amen. And when you get more of God in your life, you're going to be like Abraham. You're going to have, you're going to, you're going to be blessed. Now, Abraham was tremendously blessed. As you look at the word of God, he was tremendously blessed of God. Okay, and that came because he walked with God. He had strong faith. I don't believe that God said uh, said this in His words so that we would say, "Oh, only Abraham has strong faith, and all of us will have okay faith." No, I think He wants all of us to have strong faith. I think it's very possible for all of us to have strong faith. And so when we say, "Oh, that's He's a superhero. He's a superman," you know, no, uh, He's an example. God uses him as an example, and He says, "You know what? Here, here's this, here, here's a good standard here." And we understand that he follows him. And it was to the glory of God. What a wonderful thing that is. But we must get into the Bible and understand it. We need to get into it and study it. Uh, by the declaration of God's word, but we see also by the appropriation of God's word. Note, it is one thing to hear the word of God. It's another thing to apply it. 
we must trust God. There's that the thing, trust God. And I think about it. If back in the day of Egypt, when they were putting the blood on the doors, when they had, can you imagine some person having a bucket of blood by his door? He's going to apply it, but he's going to apply it later because he's got something else to do right now. And let's just say that he just did something else and he forgot all about that blood that was supposed to be on his door. What a tragedy that would be. But it would happen. It would be a tragedy in that man's life. In that household, it would be a tragedy because he did not apply the blood. And we, all around us, we see people, uh, they know about the gospel. In fact, you go down to the south, and they know the gospel backwards and forwards. There's people that are unsaved that can tell you how to be saved, but they've never done it themselves. They've never applied the blood to, on the door of their life, in the, the door of their heart. They've never applied the blood. They've never trusted Christ as their Savior, but they can tell you how to do it. That's a dangerous place to be. Oh, to go through the night and get to the uh, get to the place uh, when you uh, when you get to the place where uh, uh, the next morning when you had that tragedy happen, the oldest eldest son dies in that in that family, and to think that you had the blood by the next door by the front door and you could have applied it, but you never did. What a tragic moment that would be. But we have Christian we have people today that aren't Christians and they haven't applied the blood, and someday they're in for a rude awakening. Because they've kind of gone along, and the devil has said, oh, you know, you, you sure do act like you're saved. You're, you, you dress nice, you go to church, you bring a Bible and all that, but you're not even saved. Okay? The devil goes, you're, you're, you're good enough, and, you're, you know, surely uh, you're going to heaven all this. But he's, that person's not saved. He's never applied the blood. He's never trusted Christ as a Savior. And we understand today that there's people like that. And that's a very, that, I'm telling you what, you better, if you get anything down, you better get salvation down. Amen. You get anything down, you better get that down. But we must trust God. I think of that, the, the, verse, or, uh, the song there, Trust and Obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus. There's so many unhappy people today. We as Christians, we need to be happy people. God wants us to be happy, being thankful. We think about the, the fact that we need to be in prayer. We need to be a people of prayer, a people of giving, a people of witnessing. We think about that verse, uh, for this verse quite a bit lately, and it's a very good verse, Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And lean not unto thine own understanding. So easy to lean under our own understanding. But trust the Lord with all thy heart. All of it. Don't, don't leave. You know, have all your heart involved with him. First John 5, 4 says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. And so it's a great thing to have that faith. It overcomes the world. Hey, we have a world that needs to be overcome, by the way. Yeah, it, it needs to be overcome. You know, when God shows up to the battle, there's always victory, amen? amen? And I'm telling you, and I'm telling you today that sometimes we need to understand that sometimes battles are lost, but we know we already know that the war's been won, amen. amen? We've already got the victory. Here's a quote. Feed your faith, your doubts will starve to death. Feed your faith, your doubt will starve to death. Oh, no. It will? Oh, that's good. We think about feed your faith and your doubt will starve to death. So we think about the uh, importance of our faith. There was one night a, a house caught on fire, and a little boy was stranded at the second level. All the boy could see was smoke and flames. However, he could hear his father's voice. The boy said, Daddy, I can't see you. The dad said, I can see you, and that's all that matters. So he grabbed his son, and but we think about the fact that Sometimes we can't see the Father, amen? We can't see Jesus, but you know he's there. We also understand that we must obey God. 
We need to trust him, but we also need to obey him. Note a person's faith is not judged by what he says about it, but by, uh, but by what, is do, what he does about it. What he does about it. It's, it says a lot. James 2, 17 through 18 says, Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. So we understand that it's important that we do something about it. We, we're proactive. We're following God's word. We're obeying his word. Note, the Bible recognizes no faith that does not lead to obedience. When we think about how the fact that it's important for us to obey, to obey. Note, true living, uh, true living faith, which is installed by the Holy Spirit, cannot be idle. It's got to be going somewhere. It's got to be doing something. Note, when faith is exercised, it is often a moral adversion of the human will and pride and independence. Here's a quote. Faith is not a pill you take, but a muscle you use. You've got to work that muscle a little bit, right? That faith that, that God has for you. We need to work it. Here's a quote. When God has a big job to do, it is always faith that gets the contract. Amen? Faith that gets the contract. So we think about tonight. We think about the declaration of God's word, by the, also by the appropriation of God's word. But uh, we see number three, by separation unto God and, uh, and away from sin. Just as uh, faith begins to work, Satan will try to hinder our walk. How can we sustain momentum? This is the devil, he's, he's going to push us over. He's going to try to slow us down. He sees what we're doing. Oh, I see that in your eye. You've you got some determination here. You're trusting God, aren't you? You're obeying him. You're following his word. And he's going to try to slow you down. We see here in Colossians, uh, we see that we need to declare, we understand that, uh, number A, declare your faith. In verse 21, we see here of our, our uh, Jude here, we see that verse 21, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And so we need to keep our eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to keep our eyes as we follow and we serve him, as we have determination to serve him. We need to keep our eyes on him and declare your, our faith. And we must unashamedly walk with him. We're not, we're not, we shouldn't be ashamed to walk with him. Colossians 2, 6 through 7 says this, As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and builded up in him, and established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. And so we understand that we can abound, not just kind of dwell, we're abounding. We have the victory. We're going somewhere with this faith. Amen? It's an overcoming faith. I remember my brother, he was, uh, he was, he'd have a little parade in his house with his kids, and, and he'd, he'd be marching through the house with the kids on his shoulders. Bum, bum, bum. It's great to be a canuff. Bum, bum, bum. And then he'd sing, it's, uh, I'm, a, I'm having the victory, this and that. He'd do the, you know, uh, God gives me the victory, different songs he would sing and things like that. And all the kids would be parading through the house. And, and, and what a wonderful thing that was. We think about the fact that uh, we need to be going somewhere with our faith. We need to be excited about it. It needs to be going somewhere in our life. And we need to, uh, and we need to be excited about what God's doing in our life. And... Um, it was always a blessing. We think about the fact that it's, it's not something we keep inside, but we, uh, we're happy about it. We're excited about it. And so as you see there, rooted, built up 
uh, up in him and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. I think the Lord that many of those kids that were in that little uh, parade, they're all pastors. They're all in the ministry. They're all reaching people with the glorious gospel. They're all going to places like the Philippines and finding thousands of people getting saved. Uh, they're being greatly used because it was fun to be living by faith. It was fun to do the right thing, to obey. It was all a good thing. You know, this world, they're all poo-pooing. They're like, oh, it's a bad thing to be, to, oh, you guys have it bad. You know, you guys are deprived people. And uh, you, you Baptists, you Christians, you know, you, you, you know, uh, you, it must be a terrible life psychologically. Oh, no, no, it's an encouraging life. It's a blessed life. But we also, we, uh, uh, we need to understand that we defend our, your faith. We must hear the word. We understand that 1 Corinthians uh, 4, <coughs> uh, it says, uh, and my speech was, uh, and my preaching was not with enticing words of wisdom, men's wisdom, but in demonstration of power, a spirit of power. And uh, we understand that uh, uh, Paul, we understand that uh, he, uh, he, we understand that he followed God. He spent time with God, and he was uh, he had the victory. Although he had a rough life, he had God's grace. And he, and he had some limitations. Paul definitely had some limitations in getting the gospel out. And there were times when Paul was actually, uh, later on, he would be in, in prison, and he wouldn't be able to do much. But God was able to do a great thing. Uh, we understand that Paul was behind bars, but the, the glorious gospel was not behind bars. It was not held back. And God's power was able to go out. Colossians 2.8 says this, Beware lest any man spoil you through vain philosophy or vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. And I would tell you that there are today, as any day, there are always spirits working in the background. The devil is always working. The devil and his cohorts are over, always working. It's not about how we feel sometimes, all right? I don't want to say that. Don't gauge everything by how you feel. Because if you gauge everything by the how you feel, guess what? The devil's got you. The devil will discourage you. We think about salvation, how many people are discouraged because uh, they think they, I, think, I don't know that I'm saved. Or they'll, and they've been saved, but they, the devil's working on them. Or they go, well, I don't know if that's the right church and this and that. And I don't know if I should be going to all the services and this and that. I don't want to be too fundamental and all this. And, and the devil gets us going. And it, it's all an emotional roller coaster. Be steady for God. Be steady for God. Don't let him run you around and run your emotions. Understand what the devil's doing. And, uh, and be thankful that God's in control. Be thankful that he's in control, even of your emotions. Uh, Colossians 2.8, be aware lest any man spoil you through vain philosophy. We saw that one. Luke 22, verse 31. Luke 22, verse 31 says, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. Verse 32, But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not. And when thou art uh, converted, strengthen thy brethren. Wow, think about that. That was a revelation to Peter. He, the devil wants to do what? Sift me like wheat? Are you kidding? Thanks for praying for me. And you know what? Someone's going to be thankful that you prayed for him, amen? Hey, if this is any example of anything, we understand that it's an example of how we need to pray for each other. Say, uh, Jesus prayed uh, for Simon because Satan was after him. And Jesus knew that. Jesus had the insight. And by the way, Jesus has our back. Jesus knows who, where we are, and, and he's in control. We know that God's in control, and we need to pray for each other, and we need to understand that Satan is out there, but greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, by the way. And so we trust God. 
And we need to have our faith. It will not fail if we have that faith that he wants us to have. And so in developing a life of faith, we must learn to avoid exposure to a wrong philosophy. God gives us uh, a roll of film, and he says, now give it to me. He's going to develop that roll of film. It's back when they could develop film. In there. I don't know. That's back. <laughs> Developing. He develops it. Amen. He, he, he makes it what it needs to be. But we understand that uh, we need to, he wants us to develop that life of faith. And we need to get rid of the wrong philosophy. Sometimes you'll see, oh, wait a minute, there's something, you know what? And, you know, we always, we have our computer, and a lot of times it'll go through a defragmentation, and sometimes some of our computers, uh, they'll have to go through, and they'll have to, you know, you got your, uh, uh, what is it, Norton and some of the other ones, they scan your system to make sure there's no things that should not be in there, out of there, right? Those things are kind of nice to have when you really have something in there, and it's like, that will be a disrupt your system and whatever. But we understand that in our lives, the Holy Spirit, he's going through our, our lives. And he's going, oh, look at that. You got something in your life. And if we're listening, we have it near for him. He's going to point it out, and we're going to get rid of it. Amen? All right. If it's in the way, uh, if it comes between us and God, it's an idol, whatever it is, we're going to get rid of it. And we may even go to 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God has full ability to forgive us of all of that. And what a wonderful God we have. So uh, we understand that um, uh, we need to guard against wrong influences. Today, you don't have to look far before you find wrong influences. Even in schools today, wow, a lot of wrong influences. Uh, those that are going to school, wrong influences. You see them parading through the gas uh, or some store, a grocery store, a uh, school just let out at junior high, and you hear the profanity, and you hear all the things that are going on, and it's like, wow, the world we live in today. I remember I remember about uh, 15 years ago, I remember talking to somebody that did security at one of the high schools in the valley here. He says, man, I, I thought we were bad when I was kids, when I was going in high school. It's bad now. I'm telling you, it is just unbelievable. And I can't imagine what it is right like now. That's been 15 years ago when he told me that. And so we need to be careful of those things. We need to guard our children, our family. Uh, we need to be guarded. We need to be guarded. Uh, and we need to trust him. Hebrews 10, 19. Listen to Hebrews 10, 19 through 23. It says, I'm almost done for tonight here. But Hebrews 10, 19 says, Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, uh, by a new and living way, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh, and having an high priest over the house of God. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled with, from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. In verse 23, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he that is, for he is faithful that promised. Amen? Aren't you glad he is faithful that, is, that has promised? He will get us through. He gets to the other side, and he's faithful. And we need, to be, we need to have that confidence. By the way, God's word isn't there to give us a so-so confidence. He gives us concrete confidence. It isn't going anywhere. It's there for us. And we, we see the importance of that. And so understand, no, you, can, you can't be for a garden and not be against weeds. Amen. <laughs> the things that are springing up in your life. and that can, can I'm telling you, it's like, whoa, here's a weed. And you deal with it. And uh, don't worry about my yard. I'm not, it's, it's lost, okay? <laughs> but uh, it's gone, okay? But, but we think about our lives. It's important. We need to take some time and take care of that. 
we think about the fact that sin is the dirt in the fuel pump of the spiritual life. And you know what? If you're a mechanic, you'll know what that is. I mean, if, you know, if you've dealt with any kind of like fuel pumps, things like that, if it, if it gets enough dirt in there, guess what? It's going to clog, and you, all of a sudden your car is not going to run. Hey, it stalled. What happened? There's something wrong. It's all that dirt that's going through your fuel tank, and uh, it'll, 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 have, it'll wreak havoc on your engine. But we think of, about the dirt that's running around the world today. If you run that through your life, you don't do anything with it, it's just going to clog up your filters, your filter of your life. And it's going to keep you from getting where you need to go with God. In conclusion, how is your faith developing today? How are you developing? How are you hearing the declaration of God, the word of God? How are you appropriating the message? How uh, Are you separating yourself unto God and away from anything that would hinder your growth? When we think about the fact that only we, you can answer that question. Think about it tonight. It, uh, it's an opportunity to develop your faith. It's so important that we go somewhere with this, that we won't just sit on our hands and go, oh, that was a nice bad message, whatever. But we need to do something in our lives with it. We need to take God's word and we need to follow it. Stand on it. It's God's promises. And we need to follow, obey it. And let's, and let's see what God does in our lives. He'll do some wonderful things if we'll just trust him and follow and stand on his word. And by the way, faith is something we all need. We need to have strong faith. Don't, don't just settle for oh, so, so faith. Go for the strong faith. Amen. I, I walk into a certain store. It's called uh, Circle K, and uh, they have four different, three or four different levels of coffee in there. I go for the, I go for the, the dark stuff. I go for the gusto. I go for the whatever. I fill my coffee cup up in there, you know. And so hopefully the coffee, uh, coffee cup will hold that since it's pretty, pretty rough coffee, you know. But it, it's a, if I'm, I'm, I'm tasting that coffee. And it's like, oh yeah, that's nice. And uh, <laughs> but we think about the fact that he wants us to have strong faith. Amen. All right. And if you drink the coffee. Take a couple of minutes for it well, for everybody else, okay? <laughs> Take a bit, all right. Uh, but anyways, we need to have faith for God. We need to live for him. Listen, let me, let me encourage you to live for God, all right? We think about this week coming up. It's an opportunity to prove God, to glorify God in our lives. Let's glorify God in how we live, live for him. Let, let's let God live in our lives, amen? Through the, sometimes we're in control. Okay, God, I'm kind of busy here, uh, but we need to let God live in our lives and let him have the controls, amen? in our lives and direct us and let's pray lord jesus lord thank you for tonight i thank you god for your word and lord how it builds our faith i do pray that we would go somewhere with this i pray that we would not lose um your word and we think about how you want us to know the importance of praying for each other we thank you lord jesus that you prayed for peter and uh you gave him some information insider information about how satan wanted to sift him like wheat God, I pray that we, we need to be a people of prayer, people of faith, and not just, just regular faith. We need to have strong faith, God. I pray that you just help us, Lord, that we would desire strong faith and that we would move to that direction, God. You give us that desire. Most of all, we need you to be in control of our lives, God. And we pray that you would just bless the Lord as this invitation starts tonight. Let's go ahead and stand to our feet, if you would, with your heads bowed, eyes closed. Perhaps something was said tonight. Maybe something was said this morning, but uh, perhaps you'd like to take a, a moment and come to the altar or get on your knees where you're at right now make a decision for God